0: oh sorry i, I didn't uh, see you there all right man let's do it
1: let's do it this is vague state we're coming at you today with um something that is Relevant to the times that we're in with, you know, quarantine and um, stay-at-home orders. We wanted to talk about how this change of pace sort of gives us an opportunity to acknowledge what we uh, maybe didn't like about the lives we were leading prior to the stay-at-home order. Um, Because I guess most of us have a little bit more time to Uh, ourselves, and, you know, if you're not going to work and school and the gym and all of those things you did before because you're not able to, uh, maybe you're sitting at home just stuck in your own head thinking about um, things that you were previously distracting yourself from. Yeah, I think uh,
0: before all this was going on, A lot of the time I would escape physically uh, from my home and my family by venturing out, you know, to places that I like. You know, I I was starting to go out to more coffee shops and stuff. And, uh, you know, see movies and uh, see people and and, and filming and then uh, going into the green belt. Uh, But I noticed, you know, maybe even a week or two in to all this, Uh, it began to feel medieval to me, as I would describe it. I heard a woman on the radio describe it as ancient. So I thought was interesting. Where you're relocated to the local level and, you know, maybe you you have a job and you go out and do that, but you really shouldn't be doing much else other than going to work and exercising as far as outside your house goes. Uh, and so yeah, it kind of it's kind of like ranch life, you know, medieval living in your little uh serf serf building just like chilling out. Yeah. And uh maybe finding times to do other things.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean I can definitely relate to um the idea that you know you always want to get out of the house and try to sort of remove yourself from that environment. Um I mean, maybe because your home life isn't particularly satisfying or, I mean, even if it is, I mean, you need to get out of the house and, you know, experience different things. So, like, I had school and then I'd go to work and I'd go to the gym. I'd go hang out with friends. Um, and, you know, the, those are things they can you can you can see them as harmless activities that are going to benefit you. But at the same time, I think, you know, feeling the the need to always be doing something and keeping yourself busy. um, I mean, maybe there's things to unpack there. I think for me, if I'm at home and I'm not um, really keeping busy and if I don't feel productive, then I sort of feel down feel like I'm doing some um so something that I've been thinking about the last few weeks is I mean I'm still going to work of course but other than that I've had a lot of time to think about um the status quo and you know maybe what I can learn from these couple of months hopefully that it's only a couple of months but uh, I really want to take something from this and and I guess learn lessons from the change of pace. Um, so I've been thinking about how in America and just the Western world in general, we do put a lot of emphasis on productivity and always um, we always have this need to to feel like we're doing something good for ourselves or creating something or growing in some way. But what would it look like, you know, if we didn't have such a need to feel that way? And maybe we could just, you know, chill out and enjoy life and not really need to be doing it, something at all times.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's an interesting concept to, to think about because, you know, you could look at it historically, like, uh, how much work did people have to do? And, you know, I think we know that in the past, people had to do more work than we do now. Depends on how far back you go. But a lot of the time, you know, if you were a hunter gatherer, was uh, about finding food. However, um, it probably actually wasn't as didn't take as much time as you might uh, presume. But I think that ethic is still in us and to a almost aggressive or negative degree where you know there's days where i you know especially during this time if i don't do maybe like one assignment you know that i have due later on in the week but if i don't like work on it a little bit at least or i don't don't do uh, one thing a day then i kind of just feel like you know super Mm -hmm. lazy and uh unproductive uh which kind of is a good thing as well, because if you really don't do anything um, you know, maybe it could lead to depression. And I think we both know that when you are depressed, you don't want to do anything. And uh, when you're, what's the word when you're unstimulated like that, uh, it doesn't keep you, you know, humans make so many, so many decisions every day, you know, it might be like 7,000 a day or something if you aren't uh, having to make those decisions and you're not, you know, maybe having those those thought experiments, those conversations with yourself, then you can get stuck in a loop and uh, life can seem very 2D, maybe as opposed to 3D if you catch my drift.
1: Yeah. And I mean, in, in America, I, I think yeah, a large influence on, i just what what we're talking about like why we do in fact see things that way is of course just um capitalism and obviously like the way our um system is set up is like if you aren't working super hard all the time if you aren't always paying attention to um A little nest egg that you have to you know security you could become homeless you could it you could be in serious existential danger um so we've been sort of trained to like feel like we always need to be working or always need to be um growing in some way to make sure that we are successful and make sure um, that we lead um, productive lives so we can make money and be happy and fill this picture of success that we have been handed.
0: Yeah, I think it comes down to financials, you know. Uh, So many Americans live paycheck to paycheck and we're seeing the repercussions of that right mm-hmm. now uh, and so you know it becomes something where you're, you're motivated to keep working for your own survival for your children's survival um, you know and people like in America uh, a lot of them don't get paid time off in general or if they have a baby you know if, maybe if you're the husband you know, if you're a man um, or whatever relationship you might be in. And, you know, I saw one comment online from a guy saying like, you know, I, I just had my baby with my wife and actually this time is great because it's like I get to stay and be with my baby while being paid uh, when I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally be able to do that. And you're like, well, that that does seem pretty good for him. And so that I think um, could call into question you know, maybe stuff that we've talked about or that, that I've been thinking about, like, what will this time bring to us? Will will there be any cultural, socioeconomic uh, impressions upon society because of these few months that we are um, staying at home? You know, maybe people begin to realize that they enjoy staying at home. Maybe it's more energy and environmentally efficient for people to stay at home rather than go to an office every day. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it will definitely have um, larger impacts on the way that we live our lives um, than a lot of people may expect because yeah, I mean just for months on end, like having people stay home and basically the uh, entire standard of how we normally live our lives has just been flipped on its head. Like I think um, people are going to be pushing harder for maybe four day work weeks or for it to be easier for people to work at home. Um, I mean, it's, this has definitely been good for uh, climate change, you know, less people driving, less people doing a lot of things. Um, but for me, I mean, you know, I've been living uh, with my mom this, this past year, and I, I hadn't in a long time. Really used to um, focusing on paying rent and, you know, paying bills and just surviving financially. That this past year, you know, not having to pay rent or like a whole lot of bills or anything like that but I'm also working and making decent money. Uh, I, I think my priorities have changed a lot and I've had a lot of time to think about, you know, what life means for me separate from uh, finances and just feeling like I, I need to always be on top of um, performing as a, as a, An adult that is financially independent and yeah do you feel comfortable in that role yeah I mean um there are parts of it that I like I like feeling like I'm not depending on anybody else and um like I can take care of myself and perform as a upstanding adult uh, for lack of a better term um but at the same time, looking back on um, that experience compared to my recent experience, um, not having to worry about any of those things, it has shed some light how um, how much it inhibits like your dreams and. Um, what, what you actually want to be doing with your life whenever you've spent so much time on money and and being successful and being um, safe and secure. Yeah, I mean, I, I went
0: through a lot of time myself where I, you know, and probably part of me still does, like, want to get away from the family and be the independent young man because I think you view that as the key to being fully independent and achieving what you want to do. Um, but I also have come to maybe think, you know, during this time that being with your family is a, a spiritual, cultural um, and comfortable position, you know, uh, in countries like India or Korea or China, Uh, You know, those are all Eastern countries that I just listed, but also in in places like um, France, for instance, and Italy, which we're seeing the repercussions of now during the COVID crisis, Uh, young people stay at home longer with their parents because, not because, but related to those cultures and those countries being older, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, in America, we have a younger country and a younger culture that doesn't promote that as much, um, and it makes it seem that you should get away from your parents or family sooner rather than later. But I think when you when you look at it on the global scale, that uh, you might come to realise or think that it's not like uh, it's not even like one is good and one is bad, uh, but maybe you shouldn't view things as black and white you know like staying with your family can be good it can be easy on you but maybe it also stresses you out i think we both know um but at the same time if you're alone then you can play acdc till 3 a.m every night you know pumping the walls Mm -hmm. but uh yeah no i think what we were talking about with um Maybe the the change that could come with with working conditions in America specifically is, um, you know, you said you you brought up the four day work week, maybe working at home. I think some studies have shown that it is more effective and people do get more work done when they work at home. And I think as well, when people only work four days a week, that is also more effective than five days. Because, you know, I think like on Fridays, people kind of slack off for, for lack of a better term. And so maybe we could see uh, not an overhaul, but uh, an adaption to society that gives us more free time. And what does more free time mean fundamentally, you know, to you and me? To me, it means, I think, making more art or having more time for making art, as well as appreciating my existence rather than having most moments dedicated to Serving some purpose that maybe I would rather not be serving.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've seen a lot of studies saying that, like, uh, in particular, four day work are really good for mental health because um, just having more time to yourself, even if it's just an extra day added onto the weekend, it makes a huge difference in how you see life. Because if you're <laughs> you know, devoting five days of the week to going to work and only two days of the week are devoted to whatever else you want to do, it kind of makes life seem uh, a little bleak sometimes if you don't like what you're doing for work. Um, But my hope is that, you know, during quarantine, people are, I guess, uh, being more um, introspective and they're really acknowledging Um, how they feel about their life or how they felt about their lives before all of this started. Um, And maybe they'll start meditating. Like they'll become more spiritual people. And then whenever we come out of all of this, um, maybe people will just be a little bit less um, uh, avoidant of their problems. And like they'll try... They'll try to stop ignoring th- th- thoughts and, and feelings as much as they were, you know? I
0: mean, I'm, I'm curious about these people who, you know, like to go out to the clubs a lot. <laughs> yeah. Or spend a lot of time outside of their home, um, you know, if not just working all the time. Will, will this have a lasting impact on them? Will it have a lasting impact on all of us?
1: And then may. if it does. Uh, so I, I think it may. I mean, like the people that always go out to the clubs yeah. and that's sort of part of their their social life. I think the fact that they've been staying home and um, may, may, maybe they're still drinking just as much. But I, I guess if you're like you're, you're, you're okay. trapped in your own head and you can't go out and um, avoid all problems by going to the club and just letting loose and stuff maybe you're gonna have a difficult time coming to terms with those things that you were but if you're left alone with them long enough then you're gonna have to make some breakthroughs at some point so I mean there was a headline that 25%
0: of Wyoming workers are are drinking uh, while working because they're obviously at home yeah Um, yeah you know i wonder if if it does have an effect on these people uh, and or all of us will, will the effect just go away really quickly you know will, what will we think about this in one year five years ten years and then eventually there'll be people who maybe are kids now or, or younger who just won't get the effect of this and uh, but maybe you know putting aside the, the drastic consequences of the situation like the deaths you know like maybe we're exaggerating it and we're exaggerating what the consequences could be I think it's it's fun to imagine you know it could have uh, consequences on the society and you know even my my dad has talked about that he's he's high up in a company but maybe things will just go back to normal I don't know I mean
1: I mean, it could be. I, I think social change is such like a um, an uh, immeasurable thing. Or, I mean, not as measurable, but it's yeah. it's hard to predict because uh, it's just society's changed drastically for um, reasons that are hard to pinpoint. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's important to to think about how this whole thing will change people in terms of they're not able to keep as busy so they're going to have to acknowledge some things that they were avoiding but also something that you know I was talking to you about yesterday that I think is interesting to think about um, in the same way that we're avoidant of things that we don't want to feel Uh, a lot of the time we also obsess over things and there are just thoughts that never leave our head. Um, Like they're like gnawing at us and it's all we can think about. But what would it look like if, you know, we became okay with just not really thinking anything or feeling anything? Like what, what would it be like? And, you know, taking our surroundings, but not really have any judgments our surroundings or the things that we're um we're taking in. like what what would it be just to be present and to um enjoy the things around us but not really have any judgments about it, not have any thing that's bothering us or or any thoughts that are persistent
0: I mean, at least in my own experience, to not have something bothering you kind of requires you to feel, at least me, it requires me to feel uh, knowledgeable of the situations, you know, like I was dealing with a couple of situations recently, and although I might rather be a person, and maybe I'll learn to become more like this, although I'd rather be a person who doesn't get stressed out easily at things that don't have an immediate uh, solvent to the to the situation uh you know that's not how i am and i can often get pretty pretty riled up out of the blue it kind of confuses me honestly sometimes how how sensitive it can be emotionally. Mm-hmm. but um but what what were you saying like um what if we just spent time you know just kind of not you know not interacting basically i think is how you were or you know just
1: i mean like well, what would it be like to be present, but not necessarily, like, have any pressing judgments th- about the things that you're experiencing? Just kind of like, you know, taking a lawn chair outside, sitting down, looking at nature, but not having any...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think fundamentally, to me, in present, maybe in general... Huh. Uh, I, was saying, I think fundamentally, if you're just trying to be present, but not, you know, worry about things, it has to involve nature, to me, at least that thing that correlates most to it is because nature itself is complicated when you think about it, but it's also the most natural, normal thing that exists and it's not, uh, if, if you will, it's not polluted by man's uh, Intentions or devices. It's just, it just is, I think, is a good way to put it.
1: I mean, last episode, um, we talked about the, um, the, how anger is like sort of a an interesting emotion because it's, it doesn't really serve any productive purpose. It, there's nothing really good about anger. It's just kind of like something that gets in the way of you, um, you know, doing anything because if you're angry, you can't really act rationally and it doesn't Mm -hmm. help you in any way. And I, I think the same could be said about stress and being distraught about something. It's like, I don't know if you feel a certain way, just acknowledge it, cycle through it, make sense of it. And then do something about it or not do something about it. Um, But I I found that if I'm just, you know, sitting in my chair, not doing anything, my, you know, my initial reaction is always like, oh, well, I need to be thinking about something. I need to be worried about something. Because if I just sit and do nothing, then, you know, I'm just, I'm wasting time like i should be somewhere i should be doing something i should be thinking about something but i think i think we should spend more time just not thinking about anything not doing anything just being present and maybe relaxing and soaking up the soaking up the sun you know
0: I think uh, I have a similar kind of thing with time where I maybe used to feel this more, but try and save time, you know, to, to have to myself. You know, maybe that is, that's my body telling my brain that it's crucial for me to actually have some introvert time. And so I uh, keep, you know, keep a lazy eye on the clock, if you will. But I think when it comes to stress and, and trying to ch- chill out, as you described, um, to me, dealing with stress, um, I think like you were saying, you you acknowledge it and you either come up with a solution or you you recognize that you don't. And so I think, in a way, for me, to deal with that is to like try and forget about it. Try and almost bring yourself to not care about it, um, even though it might be annoying at you. So if you if you try and uh, and just remain present, like you say, out in nature in a chair or something, I think there's a certain aspect of it which is like meditation. It's kind of just removing yourself from who you are or what you might be going through to experience something more primal, more, uh, like you become the rock, you know, and the rock doesn't feel Dwayne. The rock just chills out.
1: This stay at home order and everything going on with coronavirus, um, it's halting. it's halting our, our hustle mentality uh, and it giving us a chance to really look at how we were living before, because caught up and being productive and being a part of the corporate machine, feeling like we always needed to be working and consuming and you know, just being an American. I mean, maybe you, we have a chance to look at that and say, no, I don't want to be that anymore. So obviously there are a lot of things about what we're going through right now that suck. Like I, I miss going to the gym. I miss um, a lot of things. I miss going to friends. But, you know, maybe there is a silver lining in all of this. It's a, a solid opportunity to just change And um, decide that we want something different. Because, I mean, I wasn't particularly um, unhappy when all of this started. But, I mean, spending a lot of time thinking about how I was before. I'm like, hey, I am not really happy with 100% of the things that I was doing. And, like, my lifestyle, I I guess. Like, I, I could have been more efficient with my time. I could have been making more of an effort to be a spiritual and um, calm person who wasn't always just trying to stay busy.
0: Certainly those kinds of of goals are, are not easy and they require, you know, to be spiritual for example they require a certain level of commitment to where you actually need to be focusing on it and trying to do it Uh, which can be counter counter counterintuitive sometimes like meditation as well you know if you try really hard you might throw yourself off and not get the the sense of what you might most comfortably be doing i don't know there was a thing i was watching today i'll see if if the thoughts kind of relate to it and what you might think about it, but I was watching a, a news report on a Massachusetts high school from 1983 today, And it was interesting, they were talking about how students at that time, compared to 20 years before, like 1960, 1963, were doing worse academically on tests than their parents' generation was. And I think we even had a figure which was incredible to me. I, I, I wonder if this, if I'm remembering it right, but I think it was like some half of 17 year olds in 1983 were considered functionally illiterate or something like that. And I was like, what? I don't know if it was, if that was severe, if it was that severe, but, you know, I think talking about the cyclicalness of generations and how time passes i was was watching this and thinking about myself and my generation while at school i'm wondering if it could give rise to different breeds of people in the future you know is it easier for me and you to uh to check out and uh not care as much about things or is or is it harder harder than
1: previous Uh, generations you mean
0: yeah you know how you hear a lot about like generally in the the farther back in the past you go like people's parents were not just telling them to do their homework and be good in school but like beating them (laughs) or or being really strict with them, you know, and, and you get the feeling that that is less common these days. And, you know, maybe that's exactly what gave rise to that 80s generation X, which was like, fuck you, man, I don't want to do your bullshit kind of thing. Yeah. And obviously, we're not in that generation, and we are even a couple ones after it, and times have well, changed. I mean-
1: And I think our generation is unfortunately known for um, weird memes and um, dank memes. I think yeah, uh, (laughs) um, dependency technology. We're just we're known for a lot of bad things that I don't want to be known for. So, I mean, maybe this this time that we're living in flip the switch and maybe we'll become less dependent on things that we have been in the past maybe we'll become more thoughtful maybe we'll try to innovate the workforce and um, and stuff like that just I don't know it it could be could be uh, something that changes our future
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends how you look at it. You know, if you want to look at it politically, like what with young people not voting as much, you know, if, you know, I think like now there's more millennials who can vote than baby boomers, but that doesn't, you know, being liberal myself, that doesn't mean to say most millennials or all millennials are liberal. So it's not like they can be a saving force to promote societal change. And, you know, maybe I'm just not uh, not very hopeful that, our generation could be that as well because these old folks still have a grip but you know maybe there will come a day when the millennials are the old people or we are the old people that things really will be different and I I still hold out hope for that but you know that won't be for uh, I'm keeping an eye out the next 20 to 30 years 40 years and obviously after that will be an interesting time politically I think uh, as well as for the culture of society, what with what we've been talking about—the four-day work week and everything like that.
1: We'll just, we'll slowly yeah. but surely morph into a social democracy. The people will die. Um, everyone will stop wearing clothes. Um, I like sex, it. I like it. Um. Everybody majors in philosophy. That's the future.
0: Every time you go to vote, you get a blowy. (laughs)
1: Right there and there.
0: (laughs) I mean, of course, there, there will always be conservatives, you know. And the people who are conservatives now will have conservative children. But you would tend to think that the general trend is, uh, is liberalism, although we've, you know, there's certainly been some times before we were born, in the 20 years or so before we were born, and in the years leading up to now, like the invasion of Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan, the election of Bush, you know, those were all uh, pretty messed up things. Mm-hmm. And we have to we have to deal with the repercussions of that in this society. But there is the the hope. I think part of it comes from it that uh, we could use what we are often labelled as as misusing. We could use technology to promote these things, which is the free flow of information on the internet, and obviously that tries to get. Um, Downgraded as well.
1: Um, I was also saying yesterday that uh, spending time outside and uh, checking on loved ones and Focusing on passions and stuff that I feel like that's all part of being in a spiritual person. And a lot of those mm-hmm. things you just don't really have time for whenever you're working a 40 hour work week and you have your normal responsibilities and um, then you spend most of your free time just like going out with friends and doing stuff like that. Um, so there's.
0: Praying to the paychecks.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's not like a whole lot of time that you spend just truly alone, like, with your thought, um, simply doing things just for yourself.
0: I mean, you can imagine, right, But through history, how did instruments get invented? Where does song come from? It's because people had a lot of time. Um, You know, and they didn't have as many things to to amuse themselves as we did. So they kind of had to create them. And today we live in a society, at least in the Western world, where we have uh, an almost endless amount of things to amuse us. And does that make us less interesting, less rounded people? Maybe. But it also gives us vast access to information, which theoretically, I think, should make us more intelligent and uh, well-read people.
1: But well, we're not reading.
0: But maybe we're all... We're, we're not reading books. But we're reading Wikipedia articles. We're reading porn. Yeah.
1: I knew! You filthy... Yeah, man. Well,
0: there was there. Uh, anything else? You know, I, I feel like we we could go on. You know, there's there's many time ty- many things in this life to reflect on. Think about. You know, I uh, I watched a film last night, one of my favorite films, and uh, a sentiment expressed in it is that art is the only selfless thing. Because I think, more or less, art can be enjoyed by other people. And you don't you don't just do it for your own gain.
1: What movie was it?
0: And you, it was a movie called Stalker. Uh, it's a 1979 film by Andrei Tarkovsky, a Russian filmmaker. It's a fairly obscure film, I suppose, but it's uh, very philosophical. Hmm. It's pretty good recommend it but yeah and and I you see more people being cooped up and I don't know if you've seen those things like it's like I think it's Getty Art Gallery or Getty Images or something it's a challenge like try and create famous paintings in your house with like household props and people end up coming with some really creative Mm. stuff you know and uh and yeah you you see people baking more during this time my mum's baking more bread and it is it's those traditional hobbies and practices that we return to and i think art being one general uh that can make us feel more connected to to some kind of spiritual sense i believe have you had any desire to be creative during this time
1: um hasn't been very fruitful but yeah i, I several times have 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 had the desire to um sit down and yeah like start a start a short story or um maybe mm-hmm. write a song cuz i haven't in like years yeah but there's just always something that uh holds me back i guess
0: Well, it doesn't have to, but it's your choice at the end of the day, I suppose. Maybe I will. I've been, uh, oh yeah, you know, uh, myself. I've been uh, become somewhat more crafty, trying uh, trying out different lens. Homemade lens devices on my camera with like duct tape and plastic and metal hmm. and cardboard, and you know it's a, it's a little frustrating. But I'm now on my fourth model to try and get this particular uh, lens set up, and I think this one's pretty good. I, I might try and go and try go out and use it today. I'll uh, stay away from people. No, I won't go very far. Just to the woods. I'll come up to your door. I'd be like, let me in. But I can't bro. I'd be like, let me in dude. It's cold no. out here. I'm hungry. Um, I suppose that that is about, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about many things and maybe we don't have much more to, to reflect on yeah. at this point.
1: Um, well, it's a state
0: it's a bird
1: you might even it's call a it
0: a vague state well I guess we'll uh, we'll we'll tune back in and we'll we'll meet our millions of, of listeners next week or, or something like that
1: yeah man like after I get through all of these emails from hot girls
0: There's too many of them, man. They I also that they so the emails always take so long to load because like there's all these pictures included in them. Just, <laughs> just, uh, just, just frustrating. <laughs> I tell you. All right, man. All right, good talking with you, man. I'll catch Later, you, around. man. Have a good. Yeah.